0: 19th episode of the Bailed Up podcast. We've got four great segments for you today, including an old but new one. We'll kick it off with the weekly whack, followed by predictions, which we haven't had in a while, but it's back. Don't worry. Then we'll have, if I could turn back time, where we look at one of the, um, one of the most unusual things in maybe cricket history. It's not Super unusual, but it's reasonably unusual. Then we'll end the podcast with Q&A, which I've rebranded to off the bat. So that is the lineup for today's podcast. Remember to share with lots of people and go check out my friend's podcast, Bounce Down a Footy Podcast. Let's get into the 19th episode of the Bailed Up Podcast with The Weekly Whack. This is The Weekly Whack. Welcome to the Weekly Whack for the 19th episode of the Bailed Up podcast and we've got some good news for England cricket as Joe Root and Ben Foulkes have led England to victory in the first test against New Zealand at Lord's. Chasing 279, Joe Root led the charge and made 115 not out of 170 balls. And Ben Foulkes played a very sensible innings as he made a 32 not out of 20, 92 balls, actually. Player of the match was Joe Root. Speaking of England, it was runs galore in the second test at Trent Bridge against New Zealand. Daryl Mitchell for New Zealand continued, continued his great form as he made... 190 off 318 balls and 62 not out of 131 balls. Ollie Pope scored his maiden test ton in England with 145 off 239. And Joe Root moved to number one for test batters with another 100 with 176 off 211 balls. New Zealand were bowled out for 284 in the second inning, setting a target of 299 for England, with two sessions remaining on the fifth and final day. But it didn't matter for England, as Johnny Bairstow led England to victory with 136 off 92 balls, with one of the greatest chases in England cricket history. He passed his half-sanctuary off... um, a run a ball 51 off 51 and then just continue to hit sixes. He hit nine sixes, but the victory couldn't happen if it weren't for Ben Stokes, who made 75 off 70 balls and hit the winning rins, winning runs to seal the win for England. So it looks like the new era, new era of England cricket is starting off with a bang, um, as Ben Stokes, um, the captain, Brendan McCullum, coach, and Rob Key, the head of cricket at ECB. So it's good to see some success for England. Australia have won their three T20 International match Series against Sri Lanka, but they ended it on a sour note after Dassen Asharnika smashed 54 not out of 25 as he led Sri Lanka to victory with one ball remaining. Australia started their ODI series versus Sri Lanka well with a win in the first ODI Sri Lanka made 300 in the first innings, and because of a rain delay, Australia needed to chase 281. Glenn Maxwell smashed 81 not out of 50 balls to seal the win for Australia. Then, Australia lost their second ODI versus Sri Lanka, with Queenslander Matt Kuhneman making his debut. Kuhneman took two wickets... But it wasn't enough to seal the win for Australia with a very, very good uh, bowling effort by Dimuth Karuna Garatna, who just caused carnage for the Australian batting order. As he led, he pretty much single handedly led Sri Lanka to a win in that second ODI, which is good for Sri Lanka. England have beaten their own ODI world record after making four for 498 in an innings versus the Netherlands. Phil Salt made his maiden um, international 100 with 122 of 93 balls. Dale Milan made 125 of 109 balls. Uh, Liam Livingston had a strike rate of 300 with his innings of 66 not out of 22 balls. And player of the match, Joss Butler, made 162 not out of 70 balls, hitting 14 sixes. There were over 22 sixes um Hit in this innings, and a shout out goes to the England white ball captain Owen Morgan, who got a golden duck. And even though cricket's all about, uh, of course, team success because it's a team game, you would still be absolutely annoyed um, that all of his teammates around him are scoring hundreds and half centuries off 300 strike rates, and you've gone out there first ball and gotten a golden duck. Um, and that um, Netherlands lost by 232 runs, which is quite a big margin to lose by. Indian, Indian T20 team have proven too strong for South Africa as they bowled them out for only 87. Dinesh Karthik won player of the match after he made 55 of 27 balls in the first innings. India got 5 for 167, and they were just too strong for South Africa, as South Africa set themselves a record for South Africa cricket. It's not a good record, but it's still a record of that, as they got only 87 in the second innings. That is all the news that has happened throughout the last couple of weeks, so moving on to the next segment. Time to predict with predictions. Welcome to Predictions, where obviously I predict something. And because of the recent ODI series, there's been two games and the series is level at one all. So hopefully it's a good series because it looks that way at the moment. In the second ODI, Sri Lanka were just too strong. And in the third idea, ODI, I think they will continue their good form, and I think they will just win it. They look like a very strong team, batting-wise and bowling. Bowling especially, as um, Karuna Ratner showed, as he just caused carnage for the Australian batting lineup. Australia has faced a, a fair few injuries, so I reckon that will uh, tilt them off their course uh, to... Uh, to To win, obviously winning, so I reckon they won't win the third ODI and uh, Lanka will go back to back. I reckon in the fourth ODI it will be a very rocky start for Australia, but they'll just pull it out of the bag and win. I reckon they'll be very nervous going into it because they've lost the last, uh, last two matches and I think Mitchell Stark is going to come back in the third or fourth ODI and hopefully cause some damage for the team. And then the fifth ODI, I reckon, will be a very convincing win to Australia. Just because in the third ODI, I think they will lose. Fourth ODI, Australia will just win. And I reckon they'll regain their confidence and regain a few of their best players in the fifth and final ODI to seal the win um, for the series as well. So hopefully, that's how it turns out. As an Australian fan, I hope that is how it turns out. But it'll be good to see um, Sri Lanka hopefully win a couple more games, so let's see how it runs out and we'll be back in a couple more weeks where we'll reflect on the predictions. Welcome to If I Could Turn Back Time where I talk about some of the most unusual things in cricket history and obviously we always hear of the phrase tail-enders, and this is one of this is the highest score by a number 11 batsman ever and it was by Ashton Agar the West Australian in his first ever test match um, where he made 98 off 101 balls at Trent Bridge in his debut test match it was only in the 2013 Ashes he went out there. A lot of people were um, doubting his skills. Obviously, he was a number eleven batsman, but we see nowadays he's definitely a number eleven batsman. He played very well. He came in when Australia was struggling, and then he got out when Australia were in a pretty decent position. Uh, obviously, didn't change the result of that test. Australia still lost, but. Uh, it was a very close match because of that innings from Ashton Agar. He came in when it was when Australia were about 110, and then he got out when Australia uh, got were at 215. So you can just see that the number 11 batsmen, they make a difference, obviously. And a lot of people doubt their skills, but you can see that some number 11 batsmen can actually bat. I put some audio in of that amazing innings. See much wrong with that and goes all the way test cricket not a problem all rounder That'll be it that'll be his 50 That will be it He goes on to 50 well played young man it just sounded like the commentators were so surprised by his skills and also if you can listen close enough you can just hear that the england weren't dealing his skills very well obviously they probably haven't seen him before and they probably were pretty surprised that a number 11 batsman was batting so well so the Was some good stuff from Ashton back then. Hopefully we can see him in the test arena once again with a very recent, if I could turn back time for this week, moving on to the next segment. Ask me a question, I'll answer it straight off the bat. Welcome to Q... Actually, it's not Q&A, remember. It's straight off the bat or off the bat, as I have rebranded it because I didn't think Q&A was a great name and I think off the bat is a better name. So... We've got a question of the day coming in from Eddie who said, um, is Ben Stokes a good fit for captain? And to answer that question, Eddie, yes, I definitely think Ben Stokes is a good fit for captain. We've seen the first two tests versus New Zealand that he uh, hit the winning runs for them with 75 of 70 balls um, to seal the win in the second test. And he uh, there's been two wins in a row when he came in as captain. So I think the sort of competitive player he is we saw that in the Ashes 2019 at Headingley the way he went about that innings it was only team first team first team first you could see if you watch highlights of it that it was only him um he hardly raised his bat when he scored 100 he just was thinking the entire time team first Ben team first and I think that goes a long way for England cricket if he can keep turning um keep um, getting good performances out of his players in the next few years. I don't only think it's a good fit for just him, I think he's a good fit for the entire team. It looks like he's causing a lot of good performances, not only for Joe Root, he backed Ollie Pope at the start of this um, summer uh, in England, and that has paid a lot off for England. Ollie Pope scored his um, maiden test ton in England, with 145 of 239 balls. And Joe Root has moved back to number one for test batters in the world. So I reckon he's not only a good fit for um, captain, I reckon he's doing a lot for the team. Joe Root now has less responsibilities um, gets to worry more about his batting so I think that's good for him and also I think they needed a very competitive person like Ben Stokes Ben Stokes is a very competitive and positive person and I reckon he'll do wonders for the England cricket team and ACB in the future if he keeps remaining positive and very competitive so to answer that question Eddie yes I do think Ben Stokes is a very good fit for captain of England at the moment That is just some audio of Ben Stokes hitting the winning runs for England at Headingley in 2019 Ashes. Of course, if you want your question featured on the next segment um, off the bat, then you can go to my Instagram page at up underscore podcast. There's a get involved story. You can just reply to it. Um, ask me a question and hopefully your question can, can be answered on the next um, upcoming episode. Thanks for tuning in to the twenty—not uh, twentieth, actually. That's next episode. Tune in for next episode. Today was the nineteenth episode. Thank you for tuning in. If you've listened, if you've enjoyed listening to it, remember to share with family and friends to get more listens on this podcast. Obviously, I love making the podcast, so if more people enjoy it, I'll of course keep making it. Um, if you want to get involved in the podcast, you can go check out my Instagram and anything like that. Go check out my friends' podcast, Bounce Down a Footy Podcast. My My name's Albie and Albie's out.